1: Philadelphia, from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Revolution will be broadcast yes. this is the the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli
2: even Democrats in Chicago black Chicago Democrats are angry over the invasion of the southern border and they're suing the progressive mayor Brandon Johnson for housing illegal immigrants in a park that is the crown jewel of their community they sued him, and they won. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today, 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. we we'll are continue to um, talk about the border situation, obviously. Uh, Biden has demanded that the state open a park up to federal agents. And as of right now, the state of Texas is saying no. And I hope the state of Texas holds firm on this point. I hope the state of Texas does not back down. They should not back down. Biden doesn't get to boss them around. Biden doesn't get to tell them what to do. The Supreme Court didn't tell Texas what to do. And um, that's that. That's the end of it. But, you know, I mentioned earlier and I started the show by saying from a general election strategy, this makes no sense. It really doesn't. But it's not just that. I mean, you know, there are people who are Hispanic. We talked about the Hispanic part of this with Dr. Wilford Riley, who are saying, we don't want this invasion of the southern border. We don't want this law and, law and disorder that's occurring here, lawlessness. We don't want this. Yeah, black residents in Chicago. The other day I was watching on Fox News and this one... Chicago Alderman came out and he said, um, and, it's, and and Brandon has completely screwed this up. I thought he was talking about Biden. I thought he was calling Biden Brandon, but he meant Mayor Brandon. But either way, I mean, it's the same sentiment, right? The, the, these, these people are angry because Brandon in the White House, Brandon, has allowed this illegal invasion to occur. And now it's hitting places like Chicago, where the mayor, Brandon, is now turning around and saying, all right, we're going to take over this park and uh, the illegal immigrants get to stay here. Here's a little bit from Fox Business of uh, some of those residents. Take a listen.
0: Um, But what did I learn on this story? I learned that these are all people. These are all lifelong Democrats. Um, You know, I spoke to a former Obama intern, someone who grew up canvassing for the NAACP, um, pro reparations voters. And these are people who feel completely betrayed by the Democratic Party And would like to be Democrats, but just cannot get behind what they stand for these days, especially on immigration. Um, I want to fully recognize that we are all profoundly pale people.
2: And we're talking about this issue that is impacting the black community in Chicago, but it impacts everyone in this nation. And I think that that's the point of your article in in New Hampshire. The voter analysis has come out just like in Iowa number one issue is immigration. It is a wide open border. And, but do they understand that in order to reverse this devastating policy that is at everyone's doorstep, they have to vote differently in these national elections? This is not about Brandon Johnson. This is about Joe Biden and all of his cronies.
0: I am not quite sure that everyone gets that. Um, quite yet. I think that there are two camps. I think that there are people, everyone is definitely certain that they are not going to vote for the same Democratic leaders, again, locally. But nationally, um, probably only about half of people say, I'm going to sit the presidential election out. And I did even speak to a few people who, in a matter of months, went from, you know, full-blown Democrats to now Trump voters.
2: I think it's fascinating that this pretty amazing the stuff. Powerful. That was that, by the way, um, Dagan uh, McDowell, who's making those points. The other big issue of the day, so you know from a general election perspective, none of this makes sense. Now Illinois is still going to go blue, but in the six or seven states that matter, just take Pennsylvania, for example. If immigration is the number one issue, and I'm telling you right now, John Fetter person does not come out and say, we need to shut down the border, we need to close the border, we need that border security, unless he's hearing from people who are mainstream voters in Pennsylvania, who want this border to be shut down, whether he's got the long con game or not, or it's his body double saying it or whatever it is. Now, the the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has said the Senate border deal is dead on arrival because it is not about border security. Remember, border security and the immigration system are two separate things. The immigration system deals with legal ports of entry. Crossing the border illegally is a federal crime. That is not part of the immigration system. That is a national security issue. That needs to be addressed on the um, the other big story of the day. And this is brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria of Venariadental.com. Go see him today for your beautiful. Perfect smile is that Donald Trump was was ordered by a jury to pay E. Jean Carroll uh, eighty three million dollars, ten times more than what she had originally asked for. It's important to note, too, that that they actually changed the law to allow E. Jean Carroll to sue. They actually had to change the law for this because they were so hell bent on going after him and so hellbent on, you know, getting him every single way, civilly, criminally, federal, state level. I mean, every possible which way. But E. Jean Carroll's lawyer admitted on CNN that she helped get the 2022 New York Adult Survivors Law passed, which expanded the statute of limitations for sexual assaults allowing E. Jean Carroll to sue Donald Trump. And they filed it at midnight. This is Greg Price uh, pointing this out. I guess they filed it at midnight of the time the statute of limitations would have expired. But anyway, point is that um, Trump tweeted out the following. He said, this is absolutely ridiculous. I fully disagree or he truth social this out. I fully disagree with both verdicts and we will be appealing this whole Biden directed witch hunt focused on me and the Republican Party. Our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. They have taken away all First Amendment rights. This is not America. He also truth it out. There is no longer justice in America. Our judicial system is broken and unfair. It's really, it's really um, quite incredible when you think about what they're doing to to the former president. It really is just absolutely amazing. But um, I'll get into Biden's approval numbers. I'll get into a little bit more in Texas. I have some more audio for you. Uh, G- Governor Greg Abbott's justification, which is exactly correct, 100 percent. I mean, he's exactly right, and his, his reasoning behind all this is absolutely true. But look, you know, don't forget— as we think about all these stories, there's, a, there's another big issue that's kind of percolating under the surface here that I don't want anybody to forget. And that's the whole issue of what's going on in college campuses. And you wanna talk about defying the Supreme Court. Joe Biden is defying the Supreme Court. He is still paying student loan money for people. He's still paying student loan money and he's not supposed to be doing that, but he's handing out money. It's a bribe and he's doing that in places like Pennsylvania. He's bribing people with money in defiance of the United States Supreme Court. There's an In-N-Out Burger in Oakland, California. It's the only one there in the entire city. In-N-Out Burger is delicious. If you ever go to the West Coast, I highly, highly recommend you get an In-N-Out Burger. Claire was, was born in Utah. We obviously went out there for her adoption and they had one at the airport. And it was the first thing I ate, and I, I think I ate one every day I was out there, and I might have put on a few pounds, but it's okay. It was the 2016 election. She was born September 2nd, and in and out burgers are only in the West, and they're not out here on the East Coast, but now they're not in Oakland either, because the city cut back on police to pay for public worker pensions, surging crime happened, and... The In-N-Out Burger chain announced it's closing. It's one location in Oakland, California, even though it was very busy, but they did it for public safety reasons. So let's also keep in mind the other issue on people's minds, which is the crime in American cities, which is also a thing. All right. Now, maybe maybe California is still going to go blue and maybe Illinois is still going to go blue. But I wonder about how the crime issue affects voters in cities in Pennsylvania, which could help Pennsylvania go red. See what I mean? Let's well, just not write off cities completely, because I think people there are furious with everything that's going on. Furious with everything that's happening in this country right now, with the, from the crime perspective. And speaking of burgers, because I'm starving, and I just saw on the five they were eating the the new. Double Big Mac and Matt Desantis had one last night. How was it?
3: Uh, it was delicious. It was the messiest thing I've ever eaten, but it was delicious. Well worth the eight hundred calories. So
2: wait, it's a double Big Mac. Explain it to me.
3: So you've you've got your traditional uh, Big Mac, you know, the uh, items. You got the the three. What is it? Three buns. Yeah, three buns. The lettuce, uh, the sauce, the cheese. But now instead of two patties, they give you four you get four (laughs) you get four and it it, it's colossal um but it is delicious and i highly recommend it it's way better than the generic big mac which in my humble opinion the bread to meat ratio is a little bit off on on the the generic big mac this solves that issue
2: wow first i I mean it sounds
3: delicious (laughs) (laughs) you gotta get it and also i hate to disagree with you but i don't think in and out is all that great really I I I don't know maybe I was fry stink the fries aren't great, but I don't think the burgers are even all that good. The, the milkshakes are
2: excellent. Oh, you two are insane. You know that? You're insane. I didn't it say anything like about the
4: burger. Your... I said the fries. And and all th- your, on your double Big Mac thing, there's no shot it's only 800 calories. It is. It's
3: 750 to 780, depending no on shot.
4: what metric you're looking at.
3: It is. I don't know what to tell you. That's not including fries or Three a Three buns, free, four
4: patties, slathered in mayo, <laughs> ketchup, and relish. Yeah, no shot. Too
3: many buns. You don't need all those buns. You do need the third bun now. I I, I will say, the traditional Big Mac, you don't need the third bun. Like I said, it throws the the ratio off. But uh, on this one, structurally, you kind of
2: need it. I like the McDowell's version, where there's no seeds on the bun. (laughs) Just kidding. I love a seeded bun. Who are we kidding? I love it. Love a good seeded bun. Uh, Love it,
4: it. it. It's no brioche, but it'll do.
2: All right. Henry, you want to give me some predictions for the games this weekend?
4: Yeah, I'll stick to what I we were talking about on Monday. I, I do think uh, the Ravens take care of business at home. Uh, first AFC Championship game in Baltimore since, I think, 1971. First time as the Ravens that they get one. I think they take care of business. Uh, eliminate Patrick Mahomes, which is obviously easier said than done. Uh, but I do think that defense is formidable, and they get it done. And then on the other side... I do think the Lions have some magic in them. I do think they strike early. They run the ball down uh, the 49ers' throat. They control the clock. Um, they keep Brock Purdy, you know, having to make plays, having to throw downfield instead of, you know, being a check down king like he is. Uh, I think the Lions get it done in a squeaker. Huh. So, Lions Raven Super Bowl.
2: Lions Raven Super Bowl. You going with that? All right.
4: That's what I'm going with. I, maybe right. maybe I'm a little too biased against the Niners because I really dislike them almost as much as the Cowboys, but yeah, I'm gonna go with my gut here.
2: All right, um, let's do it. Let's 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 go with Henry's thoughts. I mean, the one thing is, I I, I know that my son loves Patrick Mahomes, but I can't stand, and I think America's over Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and if we never have to see them. Again, I, I <laughs> yeah. think as a country.
4: Oh, well, could you imagine the coverage in the Super Bowl at in Vegas? I mean, good lord. Well, there is that conspiracy
3: theory that the NFL gave the game to this one specific ref mm-hmm. that has historically favored the away team by a massive amount. So traditionally, I think the home team is only penalized something, something like 47% of the time. That's um, less than that. Yeah, maybe 40, something yeah. in the mid-40s. Um, but this ref penalizes the home team, I think, close to 70% of the time. It's a massive gap in terms of what the NFL average and, uh, is and what this
4: guy favors. A lot of false starts in the home team.
3: So, yeah, there is a theory, a conspiracy theory going around saying that the NFL picked this ref specifically because they would love to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, which brings the Taylor Swift audience as well.
2: Hmm. Could have been worse. If that happens, that will be worse than an invasion at the southern border. <laughs> it would
3: make re- rooting for the opposing team so much easier in the Super Bowl. I don't though. think so. Uh, the, if it was the Niners? Oh, no. If it's the Niners-Chiefs, yeah. I'm, I'm, like,
4: I, I, the I, if I'm all sure. these four, the four teams left, it's got the Lions far and away I want to win the most. Because that is the most tortured fan base in all of sports. I that like Lamar the wor- Jackson. That, that is the worst, yeah, but sure. it's the worst franchise in sports in
5: history. <laughs>
2: They are a tortured bunch. They are tortured, and they do deserve it. And let's face it, they've been entertaining us on Thanksgiving for years and years and years and giving us an excuse to not have to talk to our relatives. Yeah. So, I mean, for that alone, we may owe them. We may owe them a, a special, you know. Um, all right. We got a lot more to chat about as the show goes on. I'll give you the latest on Texas. Got some great audio for you. Uh, Will Thomas, Leah Thomas, trying to get into the Olympics, even though Will Thomas is a dude. Break that down for you. Where does all this go in Texas? What happens? And is Governor Greg Abbott right with his justification that the United States Constitution supports his position? It's our fourth and final hour. Don't go away.
1: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
2: And as we await the latest in the border battle, Governor Greg Abbott has a lot of people standing with him. He's got a lot of support, he's got a lot of friends, and he's doing the right thing. Welcome back to the show, Friday edition, of course. Governor Greg Abbott, governors around the country standing with him, saying in solidarity. Even Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia says we stand with Texas. Texas has our full support. That's what he told Harris Faulkner a short time uh, earlier this afternoon. You know, I, I did find that one Republican
5: governor uh, of Vermont, unless he's done it in the last 10 or 15 minutes, was not among uh, the 25 of you who are standing with Texas.
2: Don't know if that will change, but I wanted to point it out to our audience. Uh, Any thoughts on how this moves forward? We're at the deadline right now. Governor Kemp.
6: Well, look, I think we're just going to continue to stand with Governor Abbott. I mean, he's not wavering. He hasn't in this whole fight. And uh, a lot of us have been supporting him the whole way. And I think it's sending a great message across the country of who's fighting to make sure our borders Mm. are secure in this country.
5: Governor Forte, I'll give you the last word.
6: Well, it's time to act. Uh, The number one responsibility of the federal government is national defense. We have an invasion coming across the southern border. It's time for Joe Biden to step up and do his job. Exactly right. Uh,
2: In the meantime, the administration today is still not understanding the problem. John Kirby still not getting it, still not doing what we need to do. And this is the problem, and this is why Texas is in the right here. This is what he said earlier today. Take a listen. It's
7: White
5: House vet because we know that people coming across the southern border are not vetted. Now we know that people that are getting hundreds of millions of dollars of U.S. money are not being vetted. So who do you guys check out?
2: Uh, it's it's interesting that you're combining the two, the, the the border in this. But let's just let me let me just give me a second. It's not like it's not like we don't have a, a process at the border, and there is a challenge there. And the president does want to get more border patrol agents. But this idea that just there's no vetting and there's no proper immigration enforcement going on at the border <laughs> just does not does, does not comport with reality. There's-
5: this White House vet. It because doesn't we comport know that with reality. He says. Like-
2: How about the fact that what we see does not comport with reality? In the meantime, the Biden administration is banning liquid natural gas exports. Here's a word salad from Biden, one of Biden's kooky climate czars today. If you can understand what this means, uh, by all means, take a listen here. You can figure this out. Thanks. Uh, Thanks,
5: Chris. Thanks, Anya. So 32 oil and natural gas uh, industry groups have signed on to a letter saying that the pause sends a wrong message to the allies, but also that it will push countries, specifically in Asia, to turn to coal plants when they can't get that increased uh, LNG, which we've seen in India, China, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Pakistan, Germany, when they couldn't find enough natural gas. So what's your response to that, Chris? Mm -hmm. I think we've got to be really
8: thoughtful about uh, the interaction of energy supply and demand as we manage through a transition to a clean energy future. Um, And look, (coughs) I I hear you, Uh, the industry that produces uh, fossil fuels has a perspective on how to manage that supply and demand. Um, So do the industries that uh, populate our economy and economies around the world, Uh, folks who are making steel and cement, folks who are making solar panels and batteries. Uh, folks who are just focused on delivering good products at a good price. um, We've got to look at all of those things. That's part of the department's analysis, economic and environmental. And in the meantime, you've got a system that is ready to meet our allies and partners where they are, provide that uh, energy security. Um, But we've got to do both of these things at the same time, meet our energy security needs and look at the challenge that we face on climate change, that's what the president uh, has been, I think, uniquely able to do is manage those near-term challenges.
2: Does anyone understand what this guy? He goes to the Kamala Harris School of of, of salad Tossing, is what he does. This guy. This is this. The direct question was: Look, if you if America does not supply the world with liquid natural gas, the bad guys around the world are gonna are gonna do more more dirty things, and you're gonna have more climate emissions, more carbon emissions. How does anything this guy say? How does he address any of this? Cement? What hell is he talking about? Cement? Everybody in this White House delivers word salads. They should all. They should all work at that salad place, the one where you go in and make your own salads. That's what they should do. They'd be very, very helpful in selecting toppings. It's. Uh, it really is just truly frustrating, but. The question, of course, now is going to be, what will, of course, Texas do? What will Texas do? And in the meantime, the Attorney General Ken Paxton has says, has said, you know what? We're going to be putting up more razor wire. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put more razor wire up. We're going to do all these things we got to do because Texas has to do what it has to do. And that's what we're going to do. And good for them. You know, good for them. Because this is, this is an administration right now that is completely in denial of reality on every on every level the the immigration crisis the illegal immigration issue at the border america's standing in the world when it comes to energy i mean they don't even know which department it is that's announcing this 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 pause on liquid natural gas exports. We, we don't even know which department
0: it is. Since day one, President Biden has led the most ambitious climate agenda in history, unlocking clean energy breakthroughs, advancing environmental justice, and rallying the world's leaders to transition away from fossil fuel. And uh, and whether it's historic hurricanes, floods, or wildfires, the science is clear. Climate change is, a, is the existential threat of our time. So today, the Biden-Harris administration announced a temporary pause on pending decisions on exports of liquefied national natural gas to, uh, to certain countries until the Department of Education can update the underlying assessments.
2: Department of Education, Department of Education. This administration doesn't know what the hell it's doing. This administration does not know what it's doing in any way, shape or form. I mean, it's just it, 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 it is amazing. And so when you hear what Ken Paxton says as the attorney general, when you hear what he says, and he's right. You know, we're 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 going to defy. We are we are going to continue to deploy razor wire. That's what we're going to do. And good for him. Good for him. I think it's really important. He was on with Benny Johnson earlier today. So what is the path moving forward? I've seen
1: some very strong statements out of the Texas state legislature and the governor uh, whose administration you serve. Uh, What is the path forward here? More razor wire I'm seeing.
5: Absolutely. More razor wire. We're going to start deporting people, I think, in March. When that goes effective, we have legislation passed, and it, it goes into effect, I think, in March. And once they start deporting people, I'm sure the Biden administration will love that. Uh, we are also still protecting Shelby Parks. We're not letting uh, the Border Patrol in there to process people. They can come in if they need to do some some emergency process, but we're not letting them in there just to let more people in. So you're right. It cannot be true that just because the federal government not just ignores their federal laws, but actually aids and abets the cartels in getting people here. Because remember, these people are coming to our country. They're being brought by the cartels. They're not hiding anymore. They're not trying to run from border patrol. No. I don't think people realize it. they're actually just being brought to us. And the Biden administration is helping get as many people here for the very reason that you talked about with the election as possible in as fast a period of time before Biden is out of office.
2: And, 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 and that's what they're trying to do. So, so this is a two-pronged approach here of how you destroy America. First of all, the, this temporary ex, this ban on exporting liquid natural gas, which is going to hurt our allies and empower bad guys around the world, a wide-open southern border where we're going to fight Texas on what they're trying to do to defend its own border. I mean, this is, this is an administration that is hell-bent on on the way out doing everything it possibly can to transform America doing everything it possibly can. And think about this now. If Joe Biden was really running for re-election, would he be doing any of these things? It, I mean, honestly, would he be really doing any of these things? Because the truth of the matter is, and you know this, and I know this too, these are not the decisions that somebody who is looking to get re-elected does. This is, these, these are the kind of decisions that are made by a lame duck president who is on his way out the door, and is now trying to do all the kooky things he, he never could have done if he wanted to get reelected. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And that's why I still think they're going to swap him out. I had dinner last night with some friends. And these are, not, these are not people who are very pro-Trump necessarily. But they all think Trump's going to win. They all think Trump's going to beat Biden. And you just look at the data. You look at the polls. And so when the question becomes of whether or not they're going to swap out Joe Biden, all I can say is that this does not seem like a guy who is looking to get reelected. Because otherwise you would go down to the border. You would deal with this crisis. You would address it head on. You wouldn't be banning liquid natural gas exports in the middle of this freaking war with Ukraine where all it's going to do is empower Vladimir Putin. You wouldn't be doing any of these things. These are not the decisions that, 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 that a smart, savvy political reelection campaign would make. You know this. I know this. Everybody knows this. And yet, here we are right now. Here we are with a, with a standoff against a state, a standoff where the United States of America has decided that it's, it, we're we're gonna we're gonna punish a state for trying to deal with a wide open border that is being invaded. We're we're gonna we're gonna fight a state on this. Does that does, does that say, in any way, shape, or form? Does that sound like anything? Anything in, in your mind that makes sense politically? Now, a big part of the reason why we're still in this situation that we're in with Joe Biden is because the denial that many people on the left have about Donald Trump's popularity. And it is a a thing that is going to absolutely, absolutely backfire in their face. They wanted Trump to be the nominee. They thought he was the easiest one to beat. They decided they were going to go full board to get him the nomination. And now that it's going to happen, and now that they can't stop him... By locking him up or executing him or any of their other little plans, now they're stuck and now they realize they're going to lose. They're going to lose and they're freaking out. And they're freaking out. They don't know what to do about it. And the only, I think, the only choice they have is just, is just, is just to make a change, make a change at the top. And somebody even said last night you could appoint Kamala Harris to the Supreme Court, get one of the uh, lefty judges to re- to retire and then put her on the court. There, there you go. That solves your Kamala Harris pro- problem. This is this is an administration that is in free fall. It really is. It's in free fall. But I don't think it's an accident. I think it's deliberate. I think they're they're going out the door, and they know they're gonna they're 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 out. They're done. And on the way out, they're gonna do all the wacky lefty, crazy kooky things that they could not do if they were actually trying to run for re-election. So I. I am fully of the mindset that that is exactly what is happening here um, on a Friday night. All right, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. More to come on this. Uh, Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, as you know, now fighting... To get uh, the ability of trans women, which are biological men, to compete against women in the Olympics. That's right. I'll tell you all about the University of Penn swimmer who is now trying to fight women and their rights even on the Olympic stage. we got a lot more to come. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show
1: podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
2: That's it. Friday, it's gone, baby, it's gone. Thanks for being here with us all week. We appreciate it. Don't forget, we got two great events coming up. We got Parks Casino coming up. Uh, that's going to be on the uh, Thursday, Thursday, February first, eight p.m. show. Got a great comedy show for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Twenty bucks, get your ticket, your first drink free, and uh, we'll have some laughs together. We'll have some laughs, and then, of course, we also have coming up for you. We have the night with Terry Hayes, the author of. The Year of the Locust, and it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join us for that as well. Get your tickets for Parks Casino by going to parkscasino.com slash comedy. Uh, It must be 21, gambling prom, Cawana Hendrick Gambler, and get your ticket to see me on stage with Terry Hayes in Wayne, at 1210wphd.com. All right, two great events coming up for you. Put them both on your calendar. Put them on your calendar. So uh, we've talked a lot in the past about what happened at Penn with this transgender swimmer, Leah Thomas. Well, now Will is challenging a previous ruling by the World Aquatics in an effort for, to compete for a spot in the Olympics. That's right. This dude will not give it up. In July, the International Swimming Governing Body announced the creation of an open category for trans athletes. It came after World Aquatics previously banned trans swimmers from competing in all major events like the Olympics. On Thursday, the Telegraph revealed that Thomas is fighting the ruling. According to the outlet, Will Thomas has asked Switzerland's court of arbitration for sport to overturn the ban and allow Thomas to compete with women as she controversially did at the University of Pennsylvania. I'm reading the story here. Thomas has not competed since becoming the first trans person to win an NCAA Division One National Championship in 2022 after beating out an actual biological woman. Thomas first brought the case to the CAS in September. At the time, however, the case was thrown out because the court argued uh, Thomas was not impacted due to the fact Thomas did not submit himself to the jurisdiction of USA Swimming. This is, again, you know, how can we further take away the rights of women to compete? How can we further uh, bring men into the fold? How can we further take away the right of women to be able to turn around and have a fair fight? One more situation of this. Uh, Today, uh, Jennifer Granholm, the Secretary of Energy, as the Biden administration announced this temporary pause, which I don't know how temporary it's going to be on liquid natural gas exports, got fact-checked live on TV. Over her claim that Biden never said he'd end fossil fuels, this is what this is what happened. It was on CNBC earlier today. Good for this guy for fact-checking her. And that her.
5: harkens back to, to President Biden's campaign vow to put the fossil fuel business out of business. And, and he said that he said, "Read my lips. We will put fossil fuels out of business."
2: Uh, I, I did not hear him say that. I think the oh, president I, 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 just recognizes, look at as we all do, I wouldn't say that there should be a managed transition. That fossil fuels are not going away in the immediate. That is why the focus on, that the U.S. has been such a leader in making sure but, but, that. What's we your? That.
5: How long do you think, Madam Secretary? Do you think? I mean, just give me an outside. Do you think it's fifty years or do you think it's five years? Because if you're pausing now, it, it assumes that. We're going to be able to transition in like five or 10 years. There are people that say it's going to be at least 50 years for the global economy to be able to operate. It can't operate without fossil fuels. You can't get fossil fuels without infrastructure.
2: I am.
8: We are working every day at the Department of Energy to reduce uh, greenhouse gas
1: emissions.
2: And natural gas is one of the cleanest ways to do that. Here's a YouTube clip that he was referring to, by the way. Joe Biden agrees to phase out fossil fuel production in the United States. This is this is a clip from him on the campaign trail. June 11th, 2019. Take a listen.
7: Thank you for all the you put in your budget plan. Uh, and two, I wanted to ask, are you
3: ready to commit to the responsible phase out of fossil fuel production as part of your yes. administration? Well, look, we got to go to zero
8: emissions, man. Zero emissions.
5: Zero
2: emissions. And and, and, emissions. and we can. It's within our
5: wheelhouse. The answer I, is yes. The answer is yes. And and, and, and so that, that means the responsible phase out of fossil fuel
2: production That's in our, this country. Have you have you had a chance to see my plan? I have. Take I, a and, look at it. And I really appreciate it. that. And, and, so we want to get you higher up there. And by the way. Only 15 percent of the pollution
1: we produce. We got to have somebody who can lead the damn world. We'll and get everybody back to the game. Well, sir, that's, an, that's a fantastic and that's point. That's what I can do better than anybody. And are you ready to Are you ready to ban possible
2: exports as part of your business? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we got to phase it. We've got, we've got, anyway, you got, got to call my office. All right, thank you, sir. Call my office. We're going to okay. phase them out. We're going to phase them out. Just like how candidate Biden said, come to the border. Come to the border. Come to the border. To the border. We want you here. Biden said a lot of kooky things when he was running for president. People, I guess, forget that. He said a lot of very kooky things as a candidate because he meant them. He meant all those things. And at the time, he was trying to win the primary and he wasn't winning the primary. So he tried to do what Democrats do. And that's go far left. Here's what Biden said about surging the border. Take a listen
1: that there is we immediately surge to the border all those people are seeking asylum they deserve to be heard that's who we are we're a nation that says if you
2: want to flee and you're fleeing oppression you should come you should come you should come okay you want to flee flee come 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 to the border come we'd love to have you that's what he said it's time to that's what he said Your feet. that's i'm sorry about that. that this is exactly what i mean about an administration that is in that is not in re-election mode. Because if you're in re-election mode, you don't do these things. It's one thing if you're trying to get the, the, the primary in the Democrat uh, race for president. Well, you're trying to get the primary, so you sound kooky left. You do kooky left things, and you say kooky left things. When you're already the nominee and you're trying to win the general election, you turn around and you you, you ban natural gas exports? You turn around and you allow an invasion at the southern border? Does that make any sense to anybody? You know, I, I I I'm telling you right now, they are terrified of Biden, and I think that the maybe I don't know maybe the agreement will be if if you allow Joe Biden to get out of the race, we'll do the kookiest, craziest crap on the way out the door. Biden's approval rating is underwater by a whopping thirty points. Yeah, a, a shock poll finds Biden's approval rating is underwater by a whopping thirty points. How's that for starting your weekend if you're Joe Biden and the Democrats, huh? And then Hunter Biden's business partner tells House Republicans Joe Biden was never involved in their activities. Rob Walker. Joe Biden was never involved. To be clear, President Biden, while in office or as a private citizen, was never involved in any of the business activities we pursued. What about as vice president? Hmm? Hmm? What about as vice president is what I want to know. But let's leave that aside for a second. This poll is terrible. A shocking poll from Pew Research has found that President Joe Biden's approval rating may be underwater by over 30 points. According to the survey, 65% of the country disapproves of Biden's performance in office. 65%. How do you come back from that? Nobody can come back from that. Nobody can come back from that. It's bad. It's just that bad. There are some moments in time where you have to recognize that there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing you can do, and now and, and so what is this administration doing? It's pushing back on on the states. It's fighting the states who are trying to secure the southern border. You've got 25 governors backing Texas right now, and the administration is turning around and saying we don't care what you think. We want an open border. That's what we want. And Corrine Jean Pierre said today, yeah, "Look, you know we are we are not backing down here. We are not backing down on allowing." this open border and, and and forcing Texas to remove the razor wire. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what they're doing. So Texas absolutely has the right and, and the responsibility to do what it has to do. It absolutely does. And I hope they hold firm. I really do. I hope they hold, heard, hold firm, excuse me, because they need to. This is, a, this is a battle for America. And a great point that was made by Brett Tolman is that when you think about Texas in particular entering entering the Union, they were told by the federal government, we will protect the border from Mexico. That was the deal that was made. And it's and and Greg Abbott lays it out very, very well. I know we played it earlier on the show, but it's worth playing again today, given what a, a tense day this is today as we head into the weekend. Take a listen.
0: And joining us now is the governor of Texas. And great to have you here with us, sir. Um, can you explain what did you decide was the breaking point for you to take the steps that you did and maybe also just back up and let people know what are you saying about the compact between the federal government and the state of texas today
7: so it was the states that created the united states and when the states voted to uh... create the united states and have a constitution uh... included in that agreement was the compact that the federal government would take care of the states and Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution speaks to that and and says that uh, if the federal government does not take care of the states and the states are in danger, we can ask the federal government to live up to its obligation. Then the authors of the Constitution knew there would be times when the federal government would not live up to its duty. And so they empowered states in Article 1, Section 10, the right of self-defense. And what Texas is asserting is our Article 1, Section 10, Right of Self-Defense, because the President of the United States is not fulfilling his duty to enforce the laws passed by Congress that deny illegal entry into the United States. Boom, exactly
2: right. Well well said, Governor, well said. Uh, we'll see what this weekend brings. It's probably going to bring some insanity. I know that, no doubt about it. That's why we need to laugh, so join me for Comedy Night Thursday night at Parks Casino. All I can say is that Texas is in, is in the right here, and Joe Biden... Part of the reason why this underwater approval rating for him is because Americans see what's happening at the border. They know he's doing nothing but empowering this. They know he's allowing this invasion to happen. And they have said enough. That's the the deal. That's why Joe Biden's toast. That's why Trump is going to win if he faces Joe Biden in the general election, which is why I still believe they might be making some changes. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The Great One Mark Levin is up next. Don't go away.
1: Rich Scioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today